Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Welcome to Chaotic Harmony, the podcast where we talk about the joys and challenges of making and teaching music in the elementary music classroom. And we have a special guest. We're actually missing Zoe. Zoe is off gallivanting through Spain right now. Gallivanting, yes, indeed. (laughs) But this week, uh, we're going through some ORF training, and we have a friend of ours from up north. Her name is... Hi, I'm Victoria Bowler. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Victoria has joined us last year for ORF Level Mm 2, and we're having ORF Level 3 right now, and like, might as well talk about music with you, Mm because you're awesome. Just saying. And I'm here. You are Zoe. Awesome. It's very convenient. So it thanks works. for joining. Zoe Wright. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so first off, Victoria, uh, as we always do, beginning episode, we go through the program notes, um, talking about who you are. So who are you? Who are you? Tell me. <laughs> I demand it. Who are you? Hi there. I'm Victoria Bowler. I am an elementary music teacher. I live in Southern California. And I teach TK through fifth grade, general music, um, but also choir and percussion ensemble. Awesome. How long have you been teaching? I am leaving my third year. Okay. Cool. All right. But I feel like we need to um, also explain that Victoria is not just your average third year teacher here. She's kind of a powerhouse. Um, yeah. your, your online presence is impressive. So you don't just teach in the classroom. You have a lot of resources out there in the world. So what is it that you do for other people too? Mm, okay. So something that is really unique about music teachers in our generation is that we have the opportunity to be so interconnected mm-hmm. with each mm. other, right? Like what you guys are doing right here is a great example of that. Crystal, you were talking about how you didn't have that cohort. You didn't have that group of people when you were starting. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I think a lot of us can identify and it's getting easier and easier and easier to find your people and find the people you gel with and Mm -hmm. find the people um, who you can really walk side by side with throughout this journey. Because it's a mess. Right, teaching the <laughs> yes. best. Well, and it can be lonely. Yes. Yeah, you're the only weird music teacher at your school. Right. You know, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if you are at, um, like my school is TK through eighth grade, and I'm actually not the only music teacher, but I okay. am the only general music teacher. Okay. okay. You know, so you're the only person who has your specific avenue. Sure. So um, when I was working through my process of what I wanted my classroom to be like, and what I wanted my process to be, my approach, uh, I started documenting it through a blog. My website is wemakethemusic.org, and it was just where I kind of kept myself accountable for mm-hmm. teaching ideas and how I wanted to implement them. Because what I found about teaching is that before you step into the classroom, for me, I needed to really go through and be so thorough in my thinking of my process. So what was going to happen if a student did this? What would happen if they did the opposite? What would happen if there was a flu and there were only six students <laughs> that day, right? Has sure. <laughs> no, not okay. yet. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> if they're on my <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of that happening, get your right? Shots, people. <laughs> yeah, get your flu shot. That's what <laughs> I'm right. saying. That's what I want this podcast to really go for. Thesis. Um, <laughs> so I started just documenting my ideas and then it kind of grew. 
Um, and the more I learned and studied, the more I was able to write about. Mm -hmm. And it's been um, a really gratifying process that's allowed me to sink my teeth into concepts. And for someone who processes by writing things out, mm -hmm. it was a really wonderful avenue for that. Right, but you're not just writing them out, you're putting them out there into the world and sharing them, mm -hmm. which is really cool. So, yeah. and I love your videos too because oh, you'll take you. a really simple, you know, all of our all of our music is simple, but it takes time to go through the ORF volumes or whatever oh, resources sure. you're using and figure it out. And it for me it's so much easier to just I wonder what Victoria is up to or <laughs> you know, one of the other teachers that I follow on social media and sure. watch you hammer it out on one of the xylophones mm. so it saves a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. I also must yeah. say like you talked about like how you really think about the process mm -hmm. think about the fine detail it's also seen if you haven't been to her website it is very you can know it's yours everything <laughs> is to a t which is wonderful i, I know Thank it's you. your stuff just by the design oh my it's goodness. very intentional um from the videos and also the worksheets she also she has a bunch of stuff on it you should check it out since yeah. we're bragging about victoria i'll continue that train <laughs> no, right. um, i've yeah, used several of your resources no throughout way. this last year yeah and um it's just been incredibly helpful oh and my goodness like, I'm not an organized person, and I know that about myself. Okay. <laughs> and with your materials, like uh -huh. it helps me stay more organized. Mm. And I'm still not great at it, but sure. um, it's better. Sure. So, That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So That's, I appreciate that. Thanks. That is it. Yeah, I put a lot of time and thought behind how things look mm -hmm. because I tend to be a little bit visually, a lot visually oriented. So I want it in a graph and mm -hmm. I want to know what comes next. And even if I put something on the website, I try really hard when I put things on the website to say, every teacher is different. Every classroom is different. Your situation is not my situation but you need a template, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need a place to start. And that Absolutely. is that is the beauty of this approach is like, it can be anything. Uh -huh. What's the sequence? It's whatever it works for you. Uh -huh. And after a while, I get so tired of my ORF teachers telling me that. And after, I think, um, I guess I was in my level one where I was like, I know, I know, I know. But what do you do? Right. right. right? Yeah. Like, I want to know what you do because I'm not going to copy it, but I need a place to start. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah. So I try to be careful when I put my, my spin on things online. I try really hard to make sure that people understand it's my perspective and I want it to be helpful, but I'm not saying it's the perspective. Sure. You know? Absolutely. But you got to have a springboard <laughs> and I'm grateful for any of them that I can find. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to compare, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Because if you only think that there's one way to do it, which is the way that you have ended up doing in your classroom because you keep failing and you've just kind of failed into this avenue, yeah. <laughs> then uh, you don't have enough. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Fail do. into my teaching process. Yeah. Those were chuckles of solidarity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I think just as many references as we can get, um, especially if it's from a community of people like mm -hmm. the ORF community that you know is so grounded in a child-centered process mm -hmm. and what is best for the student. Yeah. You talk well, about... Oh. No, go for it. No? Nope. Okay. Well, you, you talk about how... Uh, oh, yes. The upbringing, like how you want... Uh, mm -hmm. how, your, how you're upbringing... Um, poop. If, if you remember what you're saying, then mine will come poop right later. Poop on a podcast? Poop on a podcast. This is the second time second we've said time. it, so I'm fine with that. Um. <laughs> it's both of me, so... that's. I was going to backtrack. Mm -hmm. 
I was going to backtrack too, but okay. go for it. I was wondering, did you have an elementary music teacher when you were growing up? That's what I was segueing towards. <laughs> okay. But there Good was job. an idea yeah. that was going to go. Yeah. Anywho, continue. I did. Okay. He sells insurance now. Oh, oh, interesting. Fascinating. <laughs> what, what did your music education look like when you were little elementary school Victoria? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the elementary, well, you wouldn't know this from how I act at ORF, but I was a very quiet student, and I really wanted to please my teacher and I do know, everything. I can see that totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good that you can see that. I feel like I talk too much in no. class. <laughs> no, <I feel> like, <laughs> do you know who you're talking you're to talking right now? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You get the death stare. Right. Yeah. Often. <laughs> like, shut her up. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> um so my parents both really, really love music. My dad is a singer, and he is very into classical music. And so from a really young age, he was teaching us what to listen for when we listen to music, oh, okay. which oh, is wow. huge. Yes. He has training from the vocal side, okay. and so he always, um, he's, he's too hard on himself about how he doesn't read music, but that was something that he really wanted for us. And he does read music, but it's not as strong as, as he would like. Um, so for us, he taught us what to listen for in terms of different styles of classical music and um, is it a concerto or is it a symphony or are you listening to a string quartet? Like what's the instrumentation or the voice is doing? Oh, he's, he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. He's incredible. Um, And when we were driving to school, we'd play a fun game where we would listen to the classical station and guess who the composer might be Mm -hmm. and why you think it might be that composer. And then you walk into your first day of music history, and the professor says, listen to this, take out a sheet of paper, and tell me who is the composer and why you think that. And I was yeah. like, oh, I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> I play this game all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, and I actually wasn't that great at it. My sister Catherine was much better. But all that to say, I had a backdrop of not necessarily um, a lot of literacy from home, but a lot of listening skills. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that has absolutely impacted my philosophy of education mm-hmm. as a whole. So wow. um, so lots of music in the home, at lots home, of yeah, yeah mm-hmm. lots of critical listening uh, at home, mm-hmm. including lyrics. Um, and then we were all I have three sisters and we were all put into piano lessons at six. Before okay. that we did kinder music. And we got into piano lessons and we hated it. And we cried until we hit, I think the rule was you have to cry through piano lessons until 10th grade. And then I think we were allowed to quit in 10th grade. Did you all? Uh, All of us did, yes. We cried our way through. Um, Uh (laughs) And I quit in 10th grade and maybe six months or so went by and I was like, what is happening? And I jumped back in. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My sister did as well, and she's a band director now. Okay. And the two that left waved goodbye, and that was it for them. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's fine. That is fine. Yeah. Exactly. What a solid foundation you had, though. That's pretty incredible. Right. Yeah. Right. So my note reading was very strong from piano lessons, and then sure. um, my listening was really strong for my dad. Okay. What part of the country did you grow up in? I'm from East Tennessee. Okay. So I grew up, if you know where Nashville is, mm-hmm. um, I was close to Nashville. And then if you go outside Nashville, there's a city called Chattanooga, mm-hmm. and that's closer to me. And then if you go outside Chattanooga, there's a tiny little town called Cleveland, and that was home. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So what does what does music ed look like in schools out there? Because we've talked about how yeah. we all mm. pretty much grew up in a veritable elementary music desert. Oh, so yeah. that's why I'm asking. What what did it look like for you? Okay. So mm-hmm. that is interesting. When I moved here, and I was like, all right, let's have some music ed job applications. Uh, They're like, yeah. no jobs here. Yeah, here. those haven't been around for a long time. <laughs> and I was like, I am shocked. Mm-hmm. Why did I move to California? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so when I was in school, we had a full-time music teacher, and I had music every day. Once, excuse me, I had music uh, once a week for my whole entire elementary mm-hmm. career. Cool. Okay. And, wow. Yeah. So it was just normal. It was normal. Yeah. And I had never heard of a school not having music. A couple counties mm-hmm. over from us, I remember that there were some budget cuts and they were going to cut the music program. Mm-hmm. And the whole community got together and mm-hmm. paid that teacher's oh, wow. right. salary. Wow. Yeah. And it was just unheard of. It was unthinkable. Another reason is that the marching band culture yes. in, in my area was quite mm-hmm. strong. And so mm-hmm. people couldn't really fathom music not being a part of the school system right. because they knew what they envisioned it going towards. And right. the goal of the music education program in in that kind of mindset was to feed the high school marching band. Yeah, absolutely. I had that when I lived in Alabama, too, mm-hmm. so I completely understand. Mm-hmm. Marching band's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Very you grew up in, in, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. So you grew up steeped in that. Um, when did you uh, know that you wanted to be a music teacher when you grew up? I knew that I wanted to be a music teacher, but I didn't know that I wanted to do elementary. Okay. My experience was not one that I wanted to give to other students. Mm. And because it was my perspective, I thought it was everything elementary, right? The the lens from which I viewed ed- education in the elementary setting was what I thought it was across the country, across any other mm, capacity. Mm-hmm. And that was my perception of what students were capable of doing, what child-centered music was and mm-hmm. my perception of elementary music was that it was not musically fulfilling mm-hmm. and not cognitively something that I wanted to sink my teeth mm-hmm. into. Okay. So, like most people, I thought that I wanted to be a high school choir director or a high school band director. Mm-hmm. Very few people I talked to set out wanting to be an elementary music teacher. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Um, because it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, it is amazing. Yeah. And so I got to college and I did a double major with voice and percussion because I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a high school band director or a high school choir director. So I wanted to cover both my bases. And so I did a double major there. As one does. As one does. Right. Yeah. When you Absolutely. like doing two juries and <laughs> yeah. two senior recitals and all of that. Yeah, it was great. Um and then in my in my process, you know, you have to observe people mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in the area. And I observed a woman. Her name's Kara, and she transformed the way I perceived elementary music. Wow! I walked into her classroom. Well, I should back up. in In my elementary school, we sat in chairs and we sat in rows. And we pulled out the textbook 
Mm. And we copied notes about Mozart, and I got a lot of really good note-taking skills from my music teacher. Oh and my I goodness. and I say it like kind of sarcastic, but actually not really. Sure. He was right. like, sure. "Here's a tip, second graders: don't oh look at <laughs> He's like, "Don't look at each individual <laughs> word, and then write it down, and then look at the next word." He was like, "I have a tip." look at the whole phrase and write down the whole phrase. And I was like, ooh, that's good. Thank you. And that was helpful. <laughs> a little quiet teacher-pleasing Victoria. I was like, oh, taking notes. wonderful. So you learn notes in second Yeah, right. I did learn notes. Yeah. Right. yeah, that makes sense. Notation was a big part of my training. <laughs> oh, yes. my goodness. So anyway, that was my experience, and it was um, – someone who was just he was just tired of teaching and mm-hmm. he um was unhappy and it translated into his classroom mm-hmm. uh, it's an insurance man right yes <laughs> <laughs> yes i was gonna ask for that okay. <laughs> yes he sells insurance now i think he's very happy that's good um, <laughs> that's good <laughs> way to be happy <laughs> oh i hope this doesn't ever come around to his ears <laughs> He, now, here's something really exciting. He did write an opera about bees, and it was wonderful. <laughs> but the thing, you, awesome. might, you might need to edit this out because I would be sad. Like, I don't want to just slam him because yeah. he, was, he was working through his own process. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to recreate the bees opera right now? I was one of the main characters, and this guy Kyle was, I think, my son, and it was a storyline. I was the Queen Bee. You, okay. you might be familiar with Queen Bee. Yes, uh-huh. that was me. Uh, and it was a storyline about collecting honey and, and whatnot, but he got so mad at us about his opera that we weren't doing it well enough. <laughs> and he was like, I stayed up all night working on this opera and you kids just keep talking. Put a sock in it. And that was something that he used to say, put a sock in it. So oh, okay. dude, you might, you seriously so, might need to edit that out. Okay. Your perception anyway, of elementary music was amazing. It was really yeah. good. Well, that's what our opener's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Put a sock, yeah, put a sock in it. Okay. He would say, he'd say, put a sock in it. And I was like, I don't, ew. That's so gross. Used, unused. Uh, right. Does My matter, sock, don't. someone else's sock. Do you have a spare? <laughs> I wore flip-flops in the sock. <laughs> But that to say, like, his one, I know, I'm sorry, his his uh, attempt to make it child-centered and fun, we're going to add movement, and it's going to have a storyline, dissolved very quickly into, you kids don't take my artistic work mm-hmm. seriously. seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did. It was an opera about me. <laughs> was the narrative good in retrospect? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. No, looking back, like, it, it, I'm sure it did take him a long time <laughs> to do, and we we were not we weren't up for the task. You were, okay. kids. Yeah. You, were yeah. you were little kids. I was trying so hard, <laughs> but no. So you so you're. It's safe to say your elementary music experience was a little all over the place, but um, yes. Okay, and I, I was going somewhere. I'm yeah, sorry, Crystal. That's I'm okay. sorry, Crystal. I'm back. I'm back now. Okay. So I had, (laughs) thank you so much, it was really fun to go off on that tangent. So I had an elementary experience that was quite structured and lacked some of the intrinsic joy that Mm -hmm. there is in elementary music making in in our classrooms. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I did not want to go into elementary music, but I had a fabulous high school experience, and so that's where I decided that I wanted to land. So I ended up 
um, observing a teacher who had all three of her Korai levels, and at the time she had completed her first ORF level. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And what I saw in her teaching was a blend of this knowledge-based approach where students were actively involved in Mm -hmm. the material. So I walked in the first day and these kids were moving and they were playing instruments and they were singing. And she said, what can we do to make it more interesting? And the kids in chorus said, let's add an ostinato. (laughs) And I didn't learn about what an ostinato was until I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in high school, it was, here's the music. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. an ostinato. Right. And yeah. in her classroom, it was, well, what's the song about? What could our ostinato be? And so then the kids just create this organic ostinato rhythmic pattern. And she says, ah, could you notate it? And they're like, sure, it's ta, ta, ti, ti, ta. And she's like, excellent, let me write it down. Let's add to it. Let's, you know, move to it. Let's add some instruments. Here's the instrument part you could consider. Get in small groups and work on it, you know. And it blew my mind Mm -hmm. because while the kids were playing and singing and moving and dancing they were working on form and they're working on texture and expression and harmony and they were working on balance in the ensemble and they were working on literacy from the avenue of ear training Mm -hmm. not uh hold up the flashcard. what is this quarter note what is this half note right and i didn't know that kids were capable of things like that. Things like arranging and improvising and composing. Those were things that I did not start doing until I got to college or high school, really high school jazz band. And when I was in high school jazz band, they were like, oh, everyone, we get to improvise now. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, but her kids, she's like, let's improvise. And they're like, great, that'd be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And that totally transformed my career direction. Wow. What so I saw, in the middle of college. Yes. Okay. Yes. And what I saw okay. in her classroom were musical skills and musical processes that I had not been asked to do until my secondary education. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Wow. That's quite a story. So um, did you did you start teaching in Southern California? Was that your first teaching post? You know, my first teaching post was actually a maternity leave while I was still in my undergrad. Okay. And I had a really amazing professor. My advisor was able to move my classes around so that I could take this teacher's full-time job Mm -hmm. and then leave the school and go to my collegiate classes at night. So I would teach 7.30 to 3, 3 3.30, and then go to classes. And that was my, that was my first position. And wow. How was, that, how was that for you? Like, that's just a ton on your plate. <laughs> that is a lot. So, that was a lot on my plate. First year teaching, still in college. Like, mm-hmm. how'd you balance it? Um, I just breathed it. Mm-hmm. That was it. That sure. was, I mean, I woke up, I went to school, um, and I came home, and I did school, and then I went and did more school. Yeah. And, uh, and you get through it. Yeah, you get through it. And yeah. actually, at the and it's funny you ask that, and this isn't something that I talked about um, at the time, but I questioned again, actually, if I wanted to go into music ed and I decided that the reason I was doubting it was because it wasn't my program. 
It was mm-hmm. a strong music program. But I, I don't know. They weren't my kids. Sure, and I could tell sure. that they weren't my kids. And I wasn't their teacher. And I could tell that they didn't really view me as their teacher. And uh, this was before I had gone through student teaching. This was before I had my degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were definitely times in that span of teaching that I felt uh, essentially just lost. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly uh, classroom management because this teacher was very streamlined in her approach. She was very knowledgeable. Um, but like when the kids walked in, I was like, what do I do with you? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I've asked myself that question many times. <laughs> I do, I do. That sounds like it would have been so valuable, though, because when you're thrown into, you know, the fray, your first year of teaching, mm-hmm. and you no longer have that network of college professors to be like, yes. what do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it can be a lot of reaching and, and experimenting and, mm-hmm. yeah, and a pretty spectacular failure. <laughs> it was a spectacular failure. I it's talk okay. about failing. When I talk about failing into the way you teach, uh-huh. it's like, that was it. Like, yeah. It didn't work yesterday let's try something else <laughs> interesting that did not work either uh-huh. <laughs> let's try yeah. something else wow that did not work <laughs> and then by friday you have your like opening procedure uh-huh sure you know but um mm-hmm. man that's a tough way to learn that's a yeah. tough way to learn y'all yeah. it's the best way to learn though <laughs> it is a <laughs> it, it really is a surefire way <laughs> it's, well, it's definitely a humbling way it's oh, yeah. a humbling yeah. way beats you up a little bit and yeah. i think for teachers and i don't know how how you guys felt but like my first year I just, I felt beat up all the time. Mm. I I felt like I was, I couldn't talk about it because Mm. all these teachers around me, these veteran teachers, they seem to have everything in order. I'm like, I'm struggling here. Mm -hmm. How do I do this? Oh, no one knows because they're not trying to build a music program from nothing. Mm. They have curriculum. They know what Mm -hmm. they're doing. It's very different. I'm just floating. Mm -hmm. I think one, I don't know if I mentioned this in my podcast, but, um, I, there's a huge uh, feeling of reassurance when one of uh, the general ed teachers teaches first grade yeah. said, I didn't feel fully comfortable until after 10 years of teaching. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. So, Victoria, I yes. got really excited when I asked you what you wanted to talk about on the podcast today, and you mentioned authentic assessment through informances mm. and educating your principals and mm-hmm. admin through informances. Because a couple of months ago, Mark Kemer came into our music teacher Mark, yes. monthly meeting right here. <laughs> that one. And we were talking about how do we educate our communities and our administrators on mm-hmm. what the goals of our programs are mm-hmm. when they don't have any experience with it. And he said, oh, you know what? You remember Victoria Buller? She just talked about that on her Instagram feed. And we all, you know. All Victoria. So tell us what you've learned <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and what you've yeah, and what you've put out into the world to share right. about it. Yeah. Right, sure. So the deal with uh, educating administration and parents is it's helpful to just consider what it is they think you do and what they want you mm-hmm. to do. And most of the time, the only thing parents want is for their kids to have fun in music. Um, And if they can learn something in the process, all the better. But parents don't have a, in general, parents don't have a very clear idea of what their kids could learn. Because what they see as a music 
education or an arts education is something like their kid standing on stage and doing a dance with lights and a dress and everybody goes, oh, isn't she cute? Uh-huh, right? right? And everyone's just like happy. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the parent side. They want to see their kids successful and having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's kind of it. For yeah. parents, that's it. Um, for administration, pretty much the same thing because <laughs> most administrators don't really know. Maybe I'm, I'm generalizing, and I don't mean to. Mm-hmm. Most administrators don't really know why we have a music program, mm-hmm. but they know it's good and they know we need it and they know it's right for our kids. But if you were to ask them on the spot, like, so what value does music? bring to your school they might say something like oh it builds community and our kids have so much fun and you Mm -hmm. say yes you're right wonderful and that's your that's your starting point um but the reality of our classrooms is that students walk in and they are actively creating improvising they are arranging they are doing form they're doing part work and it is all the wheelhouse the motor is student creativity and that is huge at least if you're doing the orf approach that is gigantic right Mm -hmm. that is everything and so with this move in education towards things like maker spaces where students are exploring and um thinking of new innovative ways to solve problems Mm -hmm. i listen to some professional development about that avenue of work and i'm like oh yeah we do that that's that's orf Mm -hmm. yeah you're describing orf but at the end you made a birdhouse and I made a song. Right. But it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, or the the process of, um, I don't know, the responsive classroom or the mm-hmm. process of project-based learning. Right. Where everything's integrated. Collaborative yeah. conversations. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So all of these uh, vocabulary words, things that principals know how to say, mm-hmm. We have those too, yeah. but we call them different things, mm-hmm. right? A principal is not going to say, oh, we want all of our kids to be able to improvise. Mm-hmm. But the principal will say, we want them to be active learners that can empathize and view a problem from many different angles and use a variety of sources to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is just meeting those people where they are with language that they understand. Mm-hmm. And so when I was, um, I was very fortunate to be at a very established school mm-hmm. uh, that had a very strong performance background, okay. and that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And with that came the expectation that music happens when the lights go down, the lights on stage go on, mm-hmm. everybody walks out in their rows. They sing a song, they walk off, mm-hmm. and everyone's happy. Sure. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. But that's not what our classrooms are. And no. I was so uncomfortable with the idea of stopping all of this student-driven work, all of the movement that students are creating, all of the instrumentation, all of the the collaborative work and the student-driven work that they were doing, stopping all of that to learn a song by rote. Mm-hmm. to put it on stage. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's not helpful. Right. That's not helpful. No. In fact, it's damaging. Because when you think about your music program as your iceberg, you are showing parents the the tip of the iceberg, sure, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, and, and it's one skill. Mm-hmm. It's one yeah. skill. It's one skill, and there was one process. Mm-hmm. <gasps> that stresses me out, because yeah. that's not what we do. Right. It's not, not what we do. That's not education. Uh, no, it's just no. copy pasta. 
Boom. Yes, exactly. Wow. Yeah, you exactly. just gave voice to something that I've been trying to articulate for years. So thank mm. you for that. Yeah. And I, I tell everyone that performances really stress me out. And yes. and principals are always like, oh my God, why? Right. Because it's like, yeah. isn't that your job? You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they think that's all you do because mm-hmm. that's all we show year after right. year after mm-hmm. year but after year. 98% of what we're doing is not putting kids on Especially stage. Especially in places where the arts are finally coming back. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, maybe in, I, I don't know what it's like in the Midwest or where music communities are strong, but sure. especially here in California where mm-hmm. music's finally slowly coming mm. back. Their perception of what music education is is what yes. they see on TV. Yeah. It's what they see mm-hmm. here on the radio, but it's never the process. Right. Or it's process. what they had in high school or saw in high school, which was go. band and choir, and they right. had all right. these concerts. And Still that's performance. All, that's, right, and that's yeah. all music education was. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so they're coming at it from that angle right. where mm-hmm. they just, they don't know. Yeah. Right. And so I wanted to really showcase that everything they were excited about their students doing in the classroom, we were doing here. And I don't mean that we were singing songs about times tables. And I don't mean uh-huh. that we were learning geography. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Because that's right. not what I do. But uh-huh. the process of learning how to use your voice, mm-hmm. your your musical voice, learning how to have something worth saying Mm-hmm. And how to listen to other people's voices. Those mm. are my two things. It boils down to uh, I want students to use their creative voice with confidence mm-hmm. and interact with the creative voices of others. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. huge. But it's very different from memorizing a song from a musical and, and plopping it on the stage and everybody applauding. Definitely. So I wanted something that focused on the process. Mm-hmm. I want it to be very process oriented yeah. and so I asked my principal if I could do it and I gave her a spiel like well actually in music there's a lot of student driven work and um, students are creating the bulk of the material and I give them a prompt and they take it from there and my mm-hmm. principal was like that is incredible uh-huh. I have never heard of anything like this and I was like <laughs> of course that's not what we put on stage yeah. but it's what uh-huh. we do yeah. so I wanted to take a typical music class and put it on a stage. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, uh, when they approach an informants, will put chairs around the perimeter of their classroom, mm-hmm. and they bring their parents in, mm-hmm. and the parents sit around the classroom. You have just a normal music class, mm-hmm. and that is an amazing way to do it. And it's absolutely the approach that I would probably recommend uh, if if you're getting started mm-hmm. with this kind of presentation. Mm-hmm. The reason I chose not to do it that way and to do something a little bit more staged and a little bit more formal was because my school did have this very strong performance mm. background. Sure. So right. it wasn't an option to be like, I don't think we'll do anything in the spring this mm-hmm. year. Right? right? That wasn't that sure. wasn't going to fly. Like, this is yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to do a performance but you're going to watch kids improvise on stage and you're going to watch them dance. And then you're going to have a bunch of program notes that says how they came up with these final products. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be different than anything you've ever seen. So walk me through what it looked like. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will take one. I ended up combining grade levels. Uh I did a, a second and third, which is the one I'll talk to you about. So I did a TK on their own and then a K1 and a second third. Okay. Um, second and third grade did the book. Mm, it was the awesome. Crayon, or the, the purple crayon. crayon. Oh, it, I did do Harold and the Purple Crown That's with was, with yeah. K one. I yeah. saw that. One. Oh, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, the cooler one was second and third grade. It was so cool that. Wasn't it about a bear? 
No. <gasps> I didn't. We're going on a bear hunt with TK. Okay. You guys right. are incredible. We follow we you. Follow you. That's we like your content. We but that amazing. was my second third. It was so much more fun. Second and third grade is like my wheelhouse. Like second and third graders are my okay. people. They're my people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, well, that's a, a tangent, but they can just do so much. They blow me away. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm, what do you do with an idea? Mm-hmm. Was the book. Okay. Um, which is much less well-known than Purple Crayon or uh, Bear Hunt, uh-huh. but still amazing. And it was a beautiful tie-in to the orf Schulwerk process. So at the very beginning, um, I'm the person who plans my year out in advance. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that I plan out every activity, mm-hmm. but I have a very clear roadmap of what I view a second-grade musician mm-hmm. as and what I view a third grade musician. So I know that by the end of the year, I have these concepts and I have these skills that I want them to know and be able to articulate and use in a creative way. Mm-hmm. From there, I back up. And mm-hmm. so I will have my songs picked out at the beginning of the year uh, for my whole, the whole time. Um, and that helps me plan and implement. So I am going to take a book and I'm going to open it and I'm going to walk through it with post-it notes and think about what songs I could use on what specific pages. Mm -hmm. And then I make your, uh, chart, your, your diagram that you would have made in like your high school English class where I have the song. Oh no, I have a song title. And then a bunch of different branches. So what could we, how could we play? How could we move? How could we sing? Yeah. And then through a combination of seesaw videos, um, showing parents like individual like little clips of our classroom, Mm -hmm. that builds um, a lot of parent awareness. It builds a lot of administrative awareness about what the process is. Okay. Seesaw videos leading up to the informants itself where students are able to showcase their musical knowledge in a performance. And it's not a performance that I've created. It's a performance that they have created. Mm-hmm. And I'm very clear with the parents. And in the program notes, it says, uh, you know, it'll be like engine, engine number nine arranged by one mm-hmm. L, okay. right? And I always say arranged by whoever, whatever the class was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so at the beginning of the program, I give a spiel about how they're going to see things that are improvised, and I tell them what improvisation is. I'm going to say, your kids don't know what they're going to do. They have to make it up on the spot. Uh, and parents are like, whoa, that's amazing. right? Mm-hmm. Or I'll say, you're going to see some movement, and I didn't teach them the movement. They came up with it, and it's in ABA form, so please watch for ABA form. Or I'll say, you're going to hear them uh, do some ostinato work and Mm -hmm. this is our ostinato it sounds like this and then you're going to hear them sing it in a round that's when this part comes in and then this part comes in and i didn't tell them to do that they decided that that would be the best form the best structure for this song and they chose it because it's their favorite and they love it so much um so that happens with me verbalizing it it Mm -hmm. happens with them seeing the process through seesaw videos Mm -hmm. so they'll watch the a song take form Mm-hmm. And they'll watch students not be able to do it well. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'll say in the seesaw notes, like, this is a skill we're working on. When you watch this with your child, 
emphasize the work that your child is doing and mm-hmm. encourage them in the work mm-hmm. that they're doing. It's not a talent, it's a skill. Mm-hmm. And I need parents to see that and I need parents to be that voice to their children at home mm-hmm. that it's a skill they're working on. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of tangents I could go on there. Sure. Uh, oh, there there's, a, there's education every single step of the way and it's very intentional. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So my parents are seeing those videos. My administration is seeing those videos. And then when it gets to the end result, I can decorate hallways with student work. So uh, individual student compositions. Mm -hmm. And those line the hallways as parents are walking into the auditorium. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then afterwards, kids can go and point at Mm-hmm. There's like this that is mine. mine. This is mine. And what you saw on stage was this idea, but this one was mine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and how easy is that to do, right? And it doesn't have to be standard notation. It could be graphic notation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if kids, if the purpose of notation is to communicate a musical idea, how simple is it just to say like, oh, I need to, I need to save that, mm-hmm. and you just plop it on the wall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So parents are walking by and they're very impressed that their kids are writing their own music Mm -hmm. because the parents can't read it, Mm -hmm. but they know it's music (laughs) Uh and they are very impressed. Uh, (laughs) And then I will have a slide going for every new piece um, that shows a picture of the book, whatever page we're on, Mm -hmm. or it will have the national standard or the state standard that we're covering with that. I want parents to see that our music program is not something that I woke up and decided to teach a specific way. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't just like wake up and decide to teach engine engine number 9. Mm-hmm. Right? It has to do with a process that is the same, a set of standards in the same way that they have standards for any other subject, mm-hmm. we are the same and we are not valuable because of the value we give other subjects. We are valuable in and of themselves. And yes. so if national standards are language that parents can relate to, mm-hmm. if that's something that teachers can relate to, mm-hmm. then yes, and we have them, goodness gracious, yes, let's let's plop them up because we're doing them anyway. We just, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. speak, I'll speak for myself. We just don't really <laughs> think about them because right. they're, yeah. they're not important to us uh-huh. right. right we're yeah. doing them anyway so then yeah. i sort go, of take oh. for granted that they're going to get covered you know yeah. yes because, because of course they are right there's no way you cannot cover them in the yeah. wolf approach right right so it's easy yeah it's easy it is easy um, and i put those standards on the seesaw videos okay as well so okay. we're singing in a round state standard whatever 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 sure you know great um, because that's what that's what parents are used to. That's what they're used to and they're used to having standards on report cards mm-hmm. and yes. i want them to recognize music all the other subjects. We are the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. We are the same. Right. That's so good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and that's and, and again, it's just vocabulary. It's how they know to think about the value of curriculum. Mm-hmm. And if that's how they know to think about it, sure. Fine. So easy to put a national standard up there. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I'll have the national standard up there. In the program notes, I will give parents something very specific to listen to or to watch for Hmm. Uh, and I think that's very helpful Mm -hmm. because when you look at 
the cacophony of <laughs> an orpha classroom. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's helpful to have somewhere that you can kind of direct direct that focus. I've definitely felt that way this last week. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. Grabbing the like, what? Yeah. 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 Right. Um, and I have my principal read the book. Uh huh. Oh, cool. Which yeah. book? Any any book during oh, the any books that you yes. do for the informer schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do it's base great. it off of a book. You certainly don't have to. There are a lot of teachers who who do it um, kind of divorced of any sort of theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that a theme is really helpful because I came from a performance background mm-hmm. in my school. I wanted people to have something. Well, everybody loves a story. Yeah. Right. yeah, and we use books so often in our classroom. Yeah, yeah. Right? it's like why would we? Why would we not? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think it makes a beautiful per- per- mm-hmm. performance piece yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like you've really struck on a system that worked for your community. And Ooh, I think that's it great. did. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Parents were blown away. My husband said that after I guess it was the K one, there were these two dads. Oh, and it's a big deal. Like people, I have to mm-hmm. I have to put out. Um, all of the information months and months mm. ahead of time mm-hmm. so that people can ask off work because oh, right. you're going right. to have, it's going to be packed. There are going to be 400 people mm-hmm. at yes. your, at your informants. Uh, just because I don't know the, the performance of, mm-hmm. of that area was just so strong. Um, yeah. Uh, my husband was saying that after one, there were these two dads in like suits and one of them looked over at the other one and he was like, that was cool. <laughs> and they're like, that was awesome. Yeah. Right? That's amazing. <laughs> That's so, yeah. And you've given them language to talk about yeah. why their kids are learning valuable things. You're, so you're mm-hmm. raising advocates and your parents as well, which is great. Yes. Yeah. We do sing fun songs in music. Mm-hmm. That's not all we do. Right. I love the advocacy of just music being standalone. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It, yes. Every yes. single music time. Music for music's sake. Right. Like, yes. it's like, well, you can enhance this by doing music. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could. But, mm-hmm. like, there's all this other good stuff that we, we can do. We just yeah. need a little time to do it. Right. And so a lot of it in terms of, advoca- in terms of advocacy is deciding what rubric people are using. Mm-hmm. And what are they basing value off of. Mm-hmm. And... Sadly, in an area, in an age where it is not about rote memorization, Mm -hmm. I'm not confident, guys. I'm not confident that every teacher is teaching this way. They're not, right? Right. (laughs) Not every teacher is teaching with an approach that is student-centered and student-driven. Yeah. And and has a very deep foundation of knowledge and skills that students need to have creative voices. Mm-hmm. And so then you're like, well, yeah, I mean, bummer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There are times where as yeah. educators, like we have not, we have not answered that call for what students need. And then mm-hmm. people say, well, we don't need music because they're not learning anything. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, I mean, sometimes they're not, I, I guess. Maybe it is just about a fun experience in some classrooms. But that cannot be what parents walk away from my informants Mm -hmm. thinking. They need to see the student impact in Mm -hmm. the process. Sure. Yeah. I think also the fact that you showcase an improvisational aspect allows parents to uh, see that, hey, my kids are learning and it's not just the correct or not the correct Mm -hmm. answer. It's about... Hey, life is multifaceted. Yes, mm-hmm. these kids are from from TK. Mm-hmm. They're understanding it's not just binary. It's not just yes or no. That mm-hmm. yes, that 
It's yeah. not just what the teacher said to memorize. Yes. Mm-hmm. With the vowel shape that they said to use. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're we're raising innovative learners mm-hmm. and problem solvers to bring us into the next century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if they'll go to the next century. <laughs> Just saying. You know what? With advances in medical technology. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> with Bring, that, like, we're going thinking. to be heading to our next section <laughs> of the podcast. Right. Hard left turn. Hard left turn. We're going to spiccato. Hey. Ha ha ha. Okay. I have brought something fun. It is a giant. It, this is a kit actually to make a rainbow beanie. So oh, it's it's, awesome. it's just a big spool of yarn and it comes with the pom pom pre made. So you don't Great. have to keep it in a spool, but it came in a little wrapper and it looked like a cupcake and I thought it was fun. And it was in the clearance rack. Yeah, it's a fabulous hat, Mark. Mark is putting it on his head. You guys can pass it around. So you could deconstruct it and use just the yarn in your room or maybe just the pom pom. But how would you use something like this in your room? Does everybody get to answer? Yeah. Yes. Okay, Take a little time to Just you. Well, if it's a cupcake, then we'll pass it to a steady beat, hmm. and uh, we'll do a rhyme about our birthdays. Apples, peaches, pears, and plums. Tell me when your birthday comes. And that is a great thing to do with kindergarten, oh. unless they don't know Months yet. their birthday. Oh, and then you just say, <laughs> is it hot or cold outside? Uh huh. Yeah. And then oh. it, <laughs> it does not <laughs> work as well. Do they give their yeah, answer in a beat too? <laughs> um, so if they can, okay. okay. So this okay. we talked about authentic assessment. Yeah. If they keep it on their lap and they're bouncing it, as they say, my birthday's October. Mm-hmm. Like, my birthday's in December. And they're a kindergartner. That's and they're a the, kindergartner. Yeah. Then I make a little note on their seating chart. Yeah. And I say. This is a very strong steady beat. Uh-huh. Yeah. If they can pass it in a steady beat when it gets to them, they go, um, it's in September. Uh-huh. Then I go, yes, they passed it to the steady beat. Perfect. So that Janet's would be struggling. <laughs> Johnny and Johnny one. No, there's no Johnny's with these examples here. <laughs> Specifically Johnny. And so that would be a three. If they uh-huh. can keep okay. a steady beat while they give their answer, then that would be a four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cute. So a little prop. A yeah, little so steady if, beat if prop. It's, if it's a cupcake, yeah, then for sure. Mm-hmm. If it's yarn, then uh, I don't want to give a cop-out answer, but we're going to talk about pathway. We'll uh-huh. move to pathway. So uh-huh. I keep, I guess engine, engine number nine is just like my standard rhyme mm-hmm. today, but it's so great. If we're doing uh, engine, engine number nine, then this is our train, mm-hmm. and students are going to move around the room in the pathway, and someone can change where the train is going in the, cl- in the classroom, and maybe... It leads to a tubano, mm-hmm. or maybe it leads to an orf instrument, and the train is going to go up the mountain, down the mountain. That's so you use it as a connector? Yeah. And the kids make the pathway with it. Yes. So it's a good, strong visual. I like that. Yes. That's great. Next. Jonathan. I'm going to do the answer that you know always happens. Uh, That's okay. I, uh, it, it, I, my answer was Victoria's answer. Pathway. I second that. Pathway. Actually, no, I was thinking about since, you know, we just got, we were in the middle of our ORF, orf training. training. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We had an activity with Josh Block, our movement teacher. Um, I'm thinking just having this in the middle. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> take, like, and then, you know, everyone just walks around. We take, like, and someone alters it one way. I start, you know, starting out with, you know, with the whole movement shapes. Uh-huh. Basing and creating movements based off of what comes of this 
lovely a, piece of yarn eventually, of yarn? but eventually becomes Got the cupcake form. Okay, so as, so not in the cupcake form. You would unravel the yarn. I think I'd, yeah, probably start okay. in cupcake form and then start deraveling or unraveling. So make so that images with the string and then experiment much. with different shapes of your body based right. on the images people make. I like it. How so the cupcake crumbles. Just because you thought about this for a long time, Sorry. would you you would model that first, right? Because if I was a student and so I saw that and I was like, what do I do with that? Depends on the grade. I would kick it. Yeah. Depends on the grade. Depends on like the. <laughs> I'd throw it. <laughs> that's not that's not making the teacher happy, Victoria. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't that kid. I'll I would write, do that as an adult. I'll write that. Yeah. I'm gonna tattoo yeah, for Victoria. Adult Victoria. Now that we're surrounded. To answer your question, though, Mark, it depends on the grade, depending on the age, and also how much experience we've done this before. I think I'd probably just give little words mm-hmm. but start out again stacked do maybe modeling pose having people i don't think in. it would be the first thing you do in the no. day there would be a lot building up to it day one josh day one kindergarten do it um uh, for me i see this as a prop to use with a puppet that the puppet can throw to students who need to improvise mm. on oh. whatever that is okay. so if you're working on recorder Great. um working on uh G and E, mm-hmm. student or puppet will throw it because it's much less intimidating for a puppet to throw something at you than a teacher. Um, and then there's that fun like, oh, where's it going to go type thing and then no one can catch it or it won't be caught. And it's just, mm. it, it's, a, it's a prop that way. I like love it. it. Um, I got to go to the, the coolest ORF mini conference in Northern California a mm. few months ago, and it was taught by all Nordic instructors. Oh. So they were from Norway and Sweden, and the Finland team did a lovely warm-up activity with us for movement where um, everybody held on to one piece of yarn, and they put music on, and we all had to mm. dance around the room connected to our yarn, Ooh, and we experimented cool. with tension in different mm. directions, different levels, mm-hmm. and then they came around with scissors and clipped us into groups of three. Ah. And the only rule was that you had to remain connected to your piece of yarn, um, and it was it was really neat. But who gets the nose? But who gets what? Who gets the who nose? Gets the nose? I don't know what I would do with Nose the Nose Buddy does. <laughs> Nose Buddy does. It has a very sweet little pom-pom on top. I would probably save Thank it for, uh, for later, but I do, I love Sorry. to make yarn pom-poms and I use them a lot mm. in class for different things. They're nice, you know, steady beat things. And I love they it. They don't bounce, so they can't bounce off the ceiling. Sure. Yeah. So there you go. So nice. Thank you for playing. <laughs> that was great. And then we have a round of the week. Round of the week. Our round of the week is Little Bitty Man. Yeah. Victoria, so. would you sing it first so we can learn your version? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I'm going to do uh, his version. Okay. Okay. Little Bitty Man, Lord, Lord. 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 Let's do it together. Ready? Little bitty man, Lord, Lord, 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 picking up sand, Lord, Lord, picking up sand, Lord, Lord, picking up sand, Lord, Lord. Picking up sand, Lord, Lord. Grain by grain, Lord, Lord. Grain by grain, Lord, Lord. Grain by grain, Lord, Lord. 
Grain by grain, Lord, Lord. So twice two, girls start? Twice through the whole thing. The whole thing, thing I Love think. It. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Or is it two? Where do we come in again? Uh, try it. Just try it. Okay, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's do, let's do an eighth note round. <laughs> Little. <laughs> do you want to do two or do you want to do four? I don't care. Let's do two. Let's do, do two. two. Okay. Yeah. Little bitty man, Lord, Lord. 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 Picking up sand, 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 Lord, Lord. Grain by grain, 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 Lord, Lord. Itty bitty man, 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 Lord, Lord. Picking up sand, 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 Lord, Lord. Green by grain, 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 Lord, Lord. Awesome. Let's do it again, though, because we had a lot of fifths. Yeah. And we can do it. Okay. Okay. One beat. One beat. So little bitty, little bitty. Oh, okay. I, I think I changed it to itty bitty. I'm sorry. It, yeah, I'll do it right. I'm sorry. Um, awesome. Victoria, thanks so much. Oh, it was thank delightful. You. Thank this you for awesome. such a great conversation. Um, I'd love to wrap up with our coda. So uh, tell us, are, do you have any fun projects you're working on mm. and where can people follow you? Yes. So right now I am working on kind of a yearly um, roadmap mm-hmm. for music teachers. Uh, again, with the disclaimer, it's always different. Everything is moving and growing how it does in your own classroom, yada, 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 that disclaimer. Um, but with the idea that templates are really helpful mm-hmm. and being able to see what teachers are doing in their classroom is awesome. So I'm working on a subscription right now where I walk through the entire long range planning process for Mm -hmm. my classroom. And then when it gets to the implementation, I essentially give half and then um, give an invitation for the teacher to create their half. So I say, Mm -hmm. this is how I made my activities. Here are some other samples that you could do do what's going to work in your classroom but here's the process and here here are the steps to take in implementing it so it's something yeah i'm really really excited about it i'm really excited about it um because i want it to be template Mm -hmm. not formula sure Mm -hmm. people need a template yeah yeah 
formulas are a little bit less helpful. I like so, it. Yeah. That's like my next project. Very nice. Where can we find you? So my website is wemakethemusic.org. Uh, you can also shoot me an email. I am victoria at wemakethemusic.org. Or you can find me on Instagram. I like to hang out there. Uh, my handle is Victoria Buller. All right. Cool. Great. Uh, Crystal, where, what are you doing? I Might as well. Everyone share stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm really excited because uh, I'm going to be... Um, focusing on after-school ensembles okay. uh, <gasps> next school year. So, what are you do? Yeah, next school year is coming uh, out soon. Well, yeah, I Oof. know. We're starting in two weeks. Um, so we're recording this in the middle of July, or yeah. the beginning of July. So it's, yeah, here it comes, people. Here comes the school year. Mm -hmm. um, we have a, we have strings instruments from VH1 Save the Music, so we're going to be um, doing a couple different after-school ensembles. We're going to have orchestra for the kiddos who are interested. We're going to be giving it a go. Um, I already had a little ukulele club that kind of sprang up informally, Love so I'm going to keep it. It's really cute. It's open to kids through six and so everybody it was really sweet because the big kids were helping That's the little lot. kids it was very cute um yeah but they loved it um well it was it was only about 12 kiddos who, okay who came in okay. it was very sweet sure um and then i had an orph ensemble that we started last year that i'm excited to put a little more structure behind and it's an awesome orph ensemble thanks <gasps> they're really great concert. It's just they're great amazing. kids and we have fun together. So, yeah, looking forward to that. But um, follow me in the usual places, um, at Finney Vapa on uh, Twitter. And um, you can find me at crystalpridmore.com. I am working on transferring a lot of the ORF knowledge, not a lot, but some of the ORF knowledge that we're learning to band. Just Ooh, because there's so mm -hmm. much that I feel could be there. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of potential, especially with rounds and stuff. Because, mm -hmm. like, we played hot cross buns on band so much. Mm -hmm. And I... <laughs> and uh, I apologize if I offend. No, you but. do nothing at all. My I, sister teaches pigs like cheese. Oh. Pigs like cheese. Oh. Pigs like cheese. Piggy, 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 pigs like cheese. Do they like cheese? Though? I don't know. They I do. Mean, pigs yeah, they sang anything. it at their concert. Oh, okay. And the kids, go, the kids go, that's hot cross buns. And my sister's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> pigs like cheese. You're incorrect, <laughs> Read child. Read the board. Um, but yeah, so there's just a lot of really cool things and cool opportunities, I think, that we're missing mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that need to be there. So I yeah. am uh, working on that. Awesome. Great. And where can they find you? They can find me on the Twitter at Mr. Keemer. Are you going to release that project? Maybe. Mm -hmm. If you ask for it, maybe. Okay. <laughs> if you ask really nice. <laughs> really <laughs> nice. Pretty yeah. Jamie, $30. <laughs> mm -hmm. I am entering my fifth year teaching, which is strange to begin with, but uh, every year I've been adding something new to my classroom. Mm. Uh, you know, first year is choirs, then I have band, mm -hmm. ukuleles. This is the first year I think I am just want to just sit in and work and build off of what mm. I have right sure. now. Mm -hmm. I finally have enough orphan instruments for a class set. Um, I have, you know, I want to work on band to make it more orphified. So there's a lot of just mm. digging deeper roots. That's my main yep. project. And settle in. Settle yeah, in. I love and it. I got one week to do it before school starts. Um, yeah. There you go. And you can find me on the Twitterverse at uh, Mr. Seligman, an M R S E L I G M A N. My, no, well, personal Twitter, you can just guess what that is. Just make a little raffle. Who knows? Maybe we'll find it. We Maybe we'll. Ooh. Awesome. <laughs> The hunt, the hunt is on. The hunt is on. Yeah. I know it is. I know you do. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> it's. And that's all the time we have today. <laughs> Victoria, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us oh, and sharing. Um, just real quick, you didn't ask me to do this, but if you're listening, go check out Victoria's stuff. It's amazing. It mm -hmm. like It's high quality mm. and it's so flexible. Mm. And I, I greatly appreciate that. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah. We can't oh, wait to see guys. what you got coming. Yay. All right. Thanks. Yay. Have a great week, everyone.
The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Kamer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com Hold it. Yep. Take a drink of water, too. Okay. You guys are true friends. Swish it around. Dear Lord. I'm saying. <laughs> John, you I'll sound like garbage too. right now. <laughs> drink the water. Drink it. Drink it, John. Pee your parents. I'm hearing mouth noises. You just have to drink water. <laughs> we'll write a bond. <laughs> hey, called the oppressive classroom. <laughs> Dumb music. <laughs> 101 ways to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> Jorge, are you following rule number one? <laughs> right now you're beating. <laughs> Welcome to Chaotic Harmony, where we try to read Crystal's handwriting it's behind a handwriting. behind a microphone. What's the with you? God, yeah, yeah, that's actually for real. Brian could be a doctor. We're a mess, if you didn't notice. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, but we're fun. Is it little or itty? Is it the itsy wincy spider or the itsy bitsy itsy spider? Bitsy. Itsy bitsy. I learned Incy Wincy first. Incy Wincy. Itsy Bitsy. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Controversy. I don't know. <laughs> it was a huge thing in my Kodai level one about which one it was. Well, which one Ooh. is it? Uh, uh, it depends <laughs> on your shoulders.